0: In life, our actions, outlooks, and opinions are colored by our experiences. More and more, those experiences come in the form of video games, movies, music, and other forms of media. In this show, we try to tackle the different facets of these experiences and explore how they may have affected our views on a number of topics. Welcome to Experience Points. Welcome to Experience Points, I'm Brandon. and Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, Lance, you can uh, introduce yourself, maybe?
1: Oh, uh, I believe it's...
0: Okay, and uh, this is our first episode back in a long time, I would say. How have you been doing, man?
1: Been alright. When was the last time we recorded?
0: Uh, it's been over a year, for sure. What was the last episode
1: point. title?
0: you know, I should know that. (laughs) Um, you know what? I'm going to look it up. Uh, editing Brandon will fast forward this, uh, and, and edit a lot of this out.
1: A lot of faith in future Brandon.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, future Brandon is probably the greatest editor of all time. Um, you've heard all of the absolute bangers that we've had in the past. Right. So, um, not familiar with thing. any
1: bangers, no.
0: Uh, well, funny thing is, I don't even know if I have the login for this thing anymore. We're gonna find out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're definitely, I would say, professional or professional um, institution Doesn't here.
1: Professional mean that you get paid for it.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's what that means, I and it feel is. like. You're, you're poking a lot of holes in this. Professional.
1: Um, I believe you have to be paid to be considered professional.
0: So while you're finding that out, because it sounded like some Googling was happening over there.
1: Engaged in a specific activity as one's main paid occupation rather than as a pastime.
0: All right. Well, you've proven me uh, wrong. Sounds
1: like you're an amateur
0: you don't know if I got paid five bucks to to shill out some crap that we, hope we talked about. Five dollars isn't your main income. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm living in a cardboard box down by the river. OK, like I'm pretty sure pretty... you
1: would still make more than five dollars.
0: Five dollars per what, though? What's your unit of time for that five dollars?
1: I don't know. We can get into the social dynamics of homelessness if you really want to.
0: I really don't want to
1: how they make Ni- money and how they track their money that they make.
0: Neither of us are qualified to talk about that. Oh,
1: okay. Well, maybe we don't then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, to answer your question, the last episode we recorded was binge responsibly. Any guess on when that was published?
1: Could be any anytime. I mean, Brandon on the podcast talking about binging could be anytime.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's a little, little dig. Uh, it's uh, December 9th, 2020.
1: It's 20... been. Oh, wow. So it's been over a year.
0: Year and a half wow. uh, since we recorded. Yeah, it's been crazy. How, um, many,
1: how many listens on that episode?
0: Actually, you're going to be impressed. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Wait, you're lowballing it. I love it. You're, oh, you're low-balling I are
1: eyeballing. I mean. When you said impressed, I inflated the number.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, one, I'm glad that you have confidence oh, in both of one. us. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, 17 man, holy shit. 17 downloads, yeah. Uh, 17? not our peak, yeah. Our, our peak was, believe it or not, anti social, um, which was the episode about social media. Um, 34 on that one, okay. So, but
1: I, I wonder, I feel like. of that is just the title, right?
0: Oh, I mean, for sure, especially in October of 2020. I mean, something was happening around that time, right?
1: Okay, so what you need to do is just be better at titling your stuff so that they're clickbaity. They download it. Who cares if they listen to us? You know, downloads are metric, right? That's all we care about. That's how I've determined (laughs) if I get a raise or not on this podcast.
0: Oh, wait. So you're expecting money? Uh
1: yeah. Oh, this is going to be my
0: full-time job. Okay. You're going to be a professional podcaster. Yeah. You can pay me my current salary, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um so we do have to get probably like 10 billion downloads per week uh in order to hit that salary 10 mark. 10
1: billion downloads? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't have any advertisers, I so that make really a bot. hurts I'll make our a bot. <laughs> wait this sounds illegal
1: <laughs> oh wait yeah cut that
0: um no so uh, i think some of our titles should be like uh talking to lance at 3 a.m challenge uh gone sexual you know stuff like that that would really get the clicks right That'd really get the people going it's provocative yeah. i mean you don't know what's gonna happen in that clip sure.
1: Well, it's a podcast, so you somewhat have an idea. It's probably going to be two white dudes talking about something.
0: I mean, okay, that's a fair point. And also, I feel a little attacked. Um, that was the intent, I mean, so I'm glad you feel attacked. Man. So, what? what's new, man? Any Anything else new?
1: In a year and a half? Yeah. I'd hope so. <laughs> got married, got divorced, I died...
0: Man, uh, I've only done one of those things eh, I'm pretty year sure there. that was
1: before 2020.
0: Oh, right, right. Was no. it not? I was talking about the dying part. Oh, that was, I mean, you've yeah. been dead for a while. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, um, see, now we get those Gen
1: Zers. They're always <laughs> just, talking about being dead inside.
0: I mean, you know, you're just walking through life uh, with a fake smile, you know? It's like those those masks that people hold up all the time, you know, that's that's a thing, right? I was
1: like, that's a real sick reference there.
0: That's a meme. I think somewhere. Not a
1: meme. Nope. Not a meme.
0: Oh, oh no. Not a meme.
1: <laughs> uh, Man. I don't know. Same old playing video games. Same job. Girlfriend. You, uh, who
0: what I uh, would even plan.
1: Uh, World of Warcraft, a lot of World of Warcraft. It's been Shadowlands pretty much the whole time. I'm pretty sure. What would that be? 2020. I think. I think we talked about when the announcement was coming out, didn't we? For Shadowlands. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that, that was out. the second to last episode. MMOs are weird.
1: They're so weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty hyped for that. I've been playing that since then, uh, pretty consistently. This is probably the, my most played. Expansion since Legion, probably. I played Legion a lot. And then before that was Lich King. I played Lich King a lot, but that's whenever I first started playing. Wow. But certainly not the best expansion. There's definitely a lot of criticism of the expansion, some of it valid, some of it just bitching about, you know, Blizzard bad. Uh, but I don't know. Any criticism, I guess, is good if it Encourages developers to do better, but at the same time, it's got to be tiring working for a company like that. No matter what you do, it's just going to be, you know, shit as perceived. Um, actually, perfect timing the new Dragonflight trailer came out, and the, I think that's a really good example. Like, I feel like they did really good with this as far as what they're talking about and granted they've done this in the past right they've been good about like saying these are the things we're changing we're listening to feedback and then you know the expansion launches and you're like what the fuck is this like Torghast in Shadowlands is a great example for anyone that doesn't play Torghast is a roguelike kind of mini game within the game where you like go through levels of a dungeon and you're trying to go as far as possible which sounds cool and it it is cool now that's this, this laid in but whenever it launched it was you were required to do it in order to get a really good piece of gear uh, and if you didn't do it then you were going to be really behind everyone and the fact that they made it required for you to do kind of turned into this really cool thing an idea turned into well i don't want to do it because you're forcing me to do it and if i don't do it right and if i don't go if i don't climb enough levels then I'm not going to be at the same power level as everyone else. So it it, it kind of sucks, and I hope that they learn from that, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, I, I think a lot of people just go in looking for negativity, though, and in reality, I don't know. <laughs> I, I try to be positive and then just see how it looks the first day, and hopefully it's good, and hopefully beta's good, and I don't know.
0: We'll see. So I, I will say... And I we played a little bit of, of WoW together. Um the, the most Very minute little bit. amount, yes. Uh, so I don't want to pretend like I was in-game content, like try hard, anything like that. But I I hated well a lot of the game. I am not a WoW fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I hated a lot of the game. All right. because it's good talk about WoW.
0: Yeah, but you know, I my my big problem with WoW is just so much of it turns into a grind fest and I wasn't even in the late game stuff so I wasn't really grinding I was still learning the dungeons but I was really doing the same dungeon over and over for the most part even leveling it felt like so I feel like as a end game content player you probably do the same dungeon what how many times a week
1: um so there's a couple things with that so as far as how many times i do the same dungeons there's currently depends on how you look at it there's either 10 or 9 dungeons depending on how you look at it basically last patch they came out with a mega dungeon that was really big with eight bosses and then this patch they broke that dungeon in two to make it basically 10 dungeons um, but up until this point it's been the same eight dungeons that would you've ran for the past you know two years since the expansion's been out um which there's got
0: that's got to get boring right like
1: yeah there's been a lot of complaints about it um you know it's it's the mythic plus so the way that they there's there's essentially three types of in-game well there's more than that but there's three types of mainstream in-game content is what i'll say in shadowlands there's mythic plus dungeons and mythic plus just means that the highest level of difficulty of the dungeon and the plus is a modifier and you can go from a plus two. So adding a, a multiple multiplier of, of difficulty to the dungeon of, of two. I, I don't think it's a direct correlation of like, this is twice as hard, but I don't know, you know what it is, but it's on a scale from two up until, I think theoretically there's no limit of a high end but people typically at the end of the expansion will get up to the 30s for the really 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 good players i'm talking about like you know literally top zero zero one percent of the (laughs) player base can get this these 30 levels for the majority of players you're looking at the high end being 15s or 20s you know somewhere around there and what keeps it interesting with that type of in-game content, for, for with this one of the three, is every week there's new what they call affixes. Where, you know, this week, for example, there's like little explosive orbs that spawn all over um, all over the fight, so that you have to kill those explosive orbs while also killing um, killing the mobs. And that that kind of keeps it interesting to have these different affixes cycled out. So it does kind of keep it more interesting but at the end of the day you're right it is the same dungeon that you're running over and over there are strategies that vary slightly based on what affixes you're doing that week um, but it is still you know previously you would have these same dungeons and there'd be really no reason to run them after you got your heroic gear or later mythic gear but starting in legion whenever they added mythic plus it's become a really fun thing because you get good gear from it and it's a constant way to challenge yourself you know you can constantly be like okay i have all all my mythic plus 20s done can i go higher can i do more and i i really enjoy that aspect but you're not required to go above 15 unless you want to challenge yourself and that's what i like like it's you're not forced to do it but if you really feel like it you can gotcha Um, okay
0: that is a different way than how i had looked at it in the past i thought that with the way that it was built like you were just grinding and grinding and grinding those those dungeons
1: no no um at the start you will because you want to get your best in slot pieces so there's going to be like this is definitely the case for like trinkets and stuff because some gear it's really easy to you know compare with each other like you know we'll compare it to the other major mmo final fantasy 14 where it's like if you get a chess piece at a certain item level it's going to be relatively as good as another chess piece at a certain item level maybe very slightly what wow WoW has that final fantasy doesn't in this regard are, are trinkets and trinkets vary widely based on their item level like one trinket will be way better at the same item level as another trinket at the same item level because they're not just like this gives you this stat um, or these stats and that's it, it's like this trinket will trigger and give you a lot of stat for 20 seconds uh, in these circumstances or you can push uh, use this trinket as an on use trinket um, in certain circumstances so it varies widely so some things you do really want to farm like those to get out of it but for the most part yeah you're not you don't really have to worry too much about like really quote unquote farming
0: gotcha so does that change so like let's say we're both playing as a uh I don't know, a paladin because that was what i played as right uh-huh. um does that change if we are both specced similarly does a trinket change like how we're playing or does it just it can like
1: okay it can It it's not going to fundamentally change your rotation but if you get one that's like a let's say an on use so there's a trinket called a um iqd which is a intangible quantum device i think is what it's spelled out as everyone just refers to it i think it's
0: i think it's an nft and it's a non-fungible token
1: well that might be a different game and i think those are called apes also just for the record (laughs) fair fair um but yeah so let's say you have this on use trinket then you're going to want to use that trinket and then basically use all your cooldowns at once to get the maximum use out of it uh but it's not going to fundamentally change your rotation or how you play now what will change fundamentally change how you play is they brought back tier sets this patch where basically if you have two pieces from the the tier set uh, which would be like a chest piece and a helmet or something like that then you get a cool little bonus feature like um, for instance on elemental shamans which is what I play or enhancement shaman um, I'm trying to think of what the elemental one is right now that I know that oh I remember what the elemental one is so the elemental one you spawn your little electric element guy and it's like a two or two and a half minute cooldown and he does uh, pretty good damage and everything but during that it will occasionally give me procs from another ability that I can use. And previously I wouldn't really use that ability while the storm elemental was out, but now that I'm getting that, then it fundamentally changes how I'm playing because I want to use those because it's giving me procs for it. So that's a really fun thing that kind of like, you know, makes it more interesting for your playstyle because you have to play around that.
0: You know, okay, I got I want to stop you for just a second because yeah. I As you're describing this, it sounds like a super fun, like engaging game that I want to go and play right now, (laughs) because everything that you're saying sounds like a great thing in a game. When I sit down to play it, though, it doesn't feel like the way you're describing it. And Um, do you know why? So I think I do. I think it's the implementation and like the feel of the game itself is so drastically different than the tone that the mechanics should be setting in, in my eyes anyway. And it sounded like you had a different idea of why. So.
1: Um, No, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see from your perspective, because we're kind of at the complete opposite ends of the scale, whenever it comes to wow. Right. Where you've played at a super casual level in shadowlands to the point where you didn't really do too much in game content while I've, experience most of the in-game content at this point with the with you know the, the the very hardest of the raid bosses i've not been able to get down with my guild yet but hopefully we get that by the end of the patch um but how many but, are you at right now how many bosses we are at three out of 11 um on the hardest difficulty of mythic we should be getting the fourth We got pretty close on the fourth on Tuesday. I think we'll get the fourth one tonight. Um, The next one, the fifth boss, is kind of going to be a little bit more difficult, though. So that one might take a little bit longer. We'll see. Gotcha. Anyway, so Um, continue your thought, though. So The problem with WoW versus, say, Final Fantasy, whenever it comes to a new player coming on board, is you had to go through every single zone of the expansion, all four zones, finish the main story quest there's no skip or anything which final fantasy you have to do the main story quest too right um but then afterwards you had to do the 9.1 patch quests the 9.2 patch quests um as well as you had to get do all the dailies for xerath mortis the new daily zone get the power from that so that you could craft all your stuff and then level up your covenant stuff which is a system in Shadowlands where you get your power from and unfortunately they they kind of advertised it as a choice like hey there's these four different factions or covenants that you can join and you can kind of join whatever one you think's the coolest because they're all going to be equal power levels about giving you power and it's like well we know how you balance the game there's literally no way that you're going to have all of these different classes that have unique abilities with each of these covenants be able to be balanced within each other that, that's <laughs> literally impossible i can't imagine how they ever thought that was going to work so you kind of feel obligated to play certain factions and then you have to level up with these factions and it's just it's a it's a whole thing right you can't just like Get to max level, finish the story, get gear so that you can do the in-game content, and then do the in-game content. You have to do all these uh, in-between systems, which systems is a the uh, big a big uh, no-no word with WoW. Everyone hears systems and they they hate it, but <laughs> the reason why is because they make it so convoluted. Like if they had ways to skip some of this, because the it's I mean the expansion's been out for two years now, like people I feel like wouldn't be complaining as much. They're complaining as much because it's not alt friendly between if you make an alt and it's not new, new player friendly. And I think that's, that's a huge problem with it, right? Like whenever you joined, it would be nice if after you did the main story quest, we could just do the content together, but really you can't. Right. So it kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. And I think whenever you mentioned final fantasy 14 earlier, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, jumping into that game, once you hit level 20, you can play with your friends even if they're max level. Like, right, you right. can scale down, they're gonna have fun with it still because the dungeons are super engaging and like, somewhat challenging even if you're maxed out and you're going down and, and you know, scaling down a little, right? Um, And it felt, I felt bad for you if you had to come into a dungeon with me, like you're having a really easy time of it in, um, in wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're going in there together. You are just tanking it all. I'm sort of learning the mechanics, but I'm not really right. Yeah. Um, it just became very difficult um, to, to play with someone if you're new to the game. And I put in like probably dozens of hours like I wasn't not playing the game, right? Um, but it it was just a slog, yeah. um, very difficult.
1: Yeah, and I mean that is a good thing about Final Fantasy and using their old world content. You can always go back and do previous dungeons, and you'll be at relatively the same level and everything. But you can't really do that in WoW. I mean, they they added time walking a while back. I think it was in Legion. I can't remember when, but it's they only time walking dungeons are where you do like for a week. Um, a expansions dungeons will be you'll be able to do them again, but basically only at the heroic level. Which in WoW that's like the middle level. There's normal, heroic, and then mythic. So you're never really challenged. There's still just a face roll, and you still just clear through everything. It's not like back then when it first came out, you actually had to do mechanics and stuff. Now it's just like, I'm just going to face roll this and get through it. So there's really no point in it. They're somewhat rectifying this. They're for the next patch before the next expansion. um, So 9.3. They're going to add in or completely change the dungeons for Mythic Plus. It's going to be eight old dungeons from previous expansions to do mythic plus so you're, you'll you'll be able to do it at the highest level difficulty um, which will be a lot of fun because you'll be able to you know experience them as they were and sometimes some of the dungeons were before mythic plus even came out like if they were from Mystic pandaria or cataclysm or something it, it's going to be before mythic plus even came out so this will be the first time anyone has experienced them at this difficulty which i think will be a lot of fun so I think they're making strides for that, where it would be a lot more fun to do some of the old world content. But there's still just literally years of stuff that's just sitting there, and they're trying. I'm I'm not saying that they're not trying because they are trying to make it more relevant. But Final Fantasy from the start had it worked out, you know. And it's I don't know. I wish I think Wow wishes that they would have thought of this earlier because it would have been a lot easier. Uh, but they I, were they were constantly thinking about what's what do we want in the next expansion? What new stuff do we want? They were never thinking, how do we keep the old world stuff relevant, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, um I wish I wish that I enjoyed or I, I wish that I had sort of played through the other like uh expansions because maybe I would appreciate where the game is now. Um as it stands right now, the the going from zero to a hundred feels so difficult. um the game itself is designed like at least the the experience of playing the dungeons and doing raids is so designed around the idea that a player has experienced wow for twenty years um, and it's so obvious to a new player, like for instance. Whenever I walk into a dungeon, you know, I I played WoW in it's vanilla days, right? Um, And I was, you saw how zoomed in I was on my character when we first started playing. (laughs) Um, That was still comfortable in vanilla. Like, you could do that and be somewhat, you know, okay. I wasn't great at the game, but I wasn't face rolling all the time. Um, And I think with the way that the game plays now, you have to be watching everything on screen at once, which if you're not used to doing, feels so difficult and challenging. Like I, I personally could not physically play the game at the levels that I felt like I needed to in order to be good at the game. Um, and that I think was very frustrating. You know, I'm trying to watch bars. I'm trying to watch, you know, uh, the areas on the screen that are lit up so that I don't stand in them. Um, I'm trying to dodge other AOE attacks, and I'm trying to watch to see when my abilities are off cooldown. Um, it, I feel like, and this isn't an exaggeration, it feels like I would have to play for six months to be okay at the game. And I don't think that that is the way that a game should be designed. Like You should be able to play it at its most entry of levels uh, as soon as you pay them money to play it. Um and it felt very frustrating as a new player.
1: Um, I guess it depends. Um what you're describing is vanilla or classic. You're describing how the game used to be where you there weren't a lot of abilities you had to do to do good damage. There were, you know, two or three buttons basically on every class that you had to press. Sometimes sometimes you just had to shadow bolt over and over, like on a warlock, and that's <laughs> literally it, and you would be top DPS. Um as well as there were very few abilities you had to dodge um i mean it was just an easier game back then and progressively it's gotten harder and harder for i think players who demand a harder experience and they've tried to balance it between casuals and the hardcore players where they've given you know a normal level of dungeon and raid a heroic level of dungeon and raid and then a mythic level of dungeon and raid um, But it's never going to work out, right? Like, it's never going to... You're never going to be able to perfectly balance a game um, how how everyone wants it. I mean, for instance, your rotations and, and your buttons and stuff like that, you can't... You can take away abilities from a boss in dungeons and raids to make it easier and for less stuff to be on the screen. You can't take away buttons from a player to make it easier for them to play, right? I mean, that would just be breaking the class so you have to balance the class so that it's good at a high level and easy enough to understand at a low level and i think that's a challenging thing to do um because they're I... they're trying for a very wide market right now and in the past it was just a lot simpler
0: so i will 100 percent agree with you um, one more thing to add to that I don't, I don't think so. I I think the problem isn't necessarily you need to make a like training wheel system for new players. I think the game itself is fundamentally flawed at this point because of all of the bloat. Um, I I think that they almost need to come out with a Warcraft, you know, World of Warcraft two or something at this point um, to fix the problems that i'm describing um there's just no way to make what they currently have into an enjoyable experience for new players i don't think unless that new player is already extremely used to that like uh, almost like a moba style gameplay experience um which is really how what what it vaguely reminded me of um
1: yeah. I mean maybe uh, maybe they do need it but I would argue that what you're describing and what you want is actually classic wow and it is out now.
0: Uh, I have to give them more money. <laughs>
1: With uh, you don't you don't as long as you have a World of Warcraft subscription you have classic as well.
0: Oh, but I I'm... don't have a World of Warcraft subscription anymore. Somebody rage canceled it i don't know who that was oh interesting (laughs) um
1: but that also brings up uh the other thing with the announcement of the new expansion which was world of warcraft classic uh wrath of the lich king expansion coming out sometime later this year they didn't give a date they just said 2022
0: man well i'm sure that we'll discuss that in a future episode
1: (laughs) i for it it's gonna be great
0: Uh, I tell you what game that I've been pretty hyped over here recently. Um, Not a segue at all, but it's becoming one. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I've legitimately loved this game. Have you beaten it yet? Um, Oh, it's funny. It's almost like that's become a meme with us at this point. Yes, Lance. Oh, you have. Oh, okay. I have beaten that game,
1: yeah. Yeah. I Um, wasn't sure. You never tell me if you beat it or not.
0: Yeah, I, I talk about in game content sometimes. You know, it's a thing. You know, don't worry about it too be, much. Deal, You'll the get game, there eventually. The yeah. How? Uh. How, what? What level is your character? By uh, the way, I don't know what level is my character. I think you said sixteen.
1: No, I'm so, twenty one or something.
0: I don't. I don't, I don't think, think that's true. <laughs> um. But no, honestly, like that game is just fantastic. They did a great job with it. Um. The one complaint, and I think you know what I'm going to complain about right now. You're already uh, no duel. Well, no dueling is what I was going to say.
1: I think you have another complaint.
0: Ooh, what? What's my complaint? Hear about the new content that's coming out? Yeah. Okay. So, I and I know this isn't anything new. Okay, you've <laughs> made that abundantly oh, clear to oh. me. But why? Why would they uh, release? a dlc what two weeks after the game comes out that's probably a month but still because
1: it's not been two weeks
0: (laughs) okay maybe maybe that's my problem i have framed it as like oh this game just came out like it very clearly hasn't um
1: that's just yeah I, I, i think it's just the ease of availability to release new content these days right like if when video games were were first created it was as easy as it is now to come out with downloadable content or expansions or something like that, I would argue that this would always have been the norm. The reason why games came out early on that were complete games and there was never downloadable content or anything like that was because it's how would you do it? You know, like you would have a disc or something. Would you switch cartridges or, or what would you do? Um, but now it's super easy. You just download the new content and you pay for it and you get it immediately and it it definitely stems from greed i mean there's no way around it but i mean that's what all these companies are trying to do right there's very few quote-unquote good companies that aren't just out there looking for money i feel like you know
0: and that's fair um you know i remember back whenever the sims was coming out like they only had what five or six expansions for the first Sims game. And then they moved on because they realized they can't sell like expansion packs like that. Right. Right. Um, Now you look at Sims four. I want to say that there are 200 expansion packs. I believe it. Um, Yeah. I uh, mean, you know what? This is, this is worth a fact check right now. Sims four DLC so right here uh a listing on ebay lists 20 dlcs um but that's like the actual dlc packs they also have tons of little like tiny packs um and like friggin three item uh expansions and stuff like that so yeah you're close nuts. i mean
1: twenty, that's basically the same
0: Hey, you know, I just dropped the zero. Okay, it was a rounding error. It doesn't sound like... Did, did, the, did the mic cut out, or...?
1: That's classic Brandon, man. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, and it looks like... Yeah, it's just kind of insane. They've got... Um, let's look at all these. They've got My Wedding Stories. Because apparently you couldn't get married in the OG Sims 4. Uh, Or Dream Home Decorator. Isn't that literally what Sims is supposed to be? Um, Probably why they added more of it. just seems insane to me.
1: I wonder how much each uh, of these are per...
0: uh, So I clicked on Sims 4 Vampires for like no reason. $40 Um, per. That is insanity.
1: It is $40 for the expansion packs, $20 for the game packs, and $5 for the kits. Oh, so, and $10 for the stuff packs.
0: Interesting. Um I hate all of this. <laughs> uh there also seems to be just dozens of these stuff packs. Uh Yeah. There's also kits. I don't even know what goes into a kit. It looks like a handful of like clothing items.
1: Uh. Let's see. So we'll put it into perspective here. So Borderlands 3. Which is, is a border- banger of a game. Borderlands is pretty known for having a lot of downloadable content. Let's see. All right. So we had... Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot. I can't remember if I played that one or not. Gone's Love, Tentacles. I'm pretty sure I played that one. Bounty of Blood, Psycho Krieg, and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck. And then they had a season two of content. So designers cut, directors cut, weapon weapon and character skins, cosmetic packs. Jeez, they had a lot of shit. (laughs) seasonal stuff i'm not reading all this there's a lot there's a lot
0: so does it seem like all of those are paid dlc though yeah this is all paid Um, okay
1: unless of course you bought the season back which is still paid but you know for a discounted price but i feel like that's normal for borderlands i mean i am not surprised if it was another game maybe i'd be surprised one month in getting dlc but I feel like Borderlands is very well known for that. Um, I mean, their parent company is EA, right? So That is, well, no, uh,
0: is 2K owned by EA now? Uh, Am I wrong? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, 2K, EA. Uh, Separate companies, it looks like. Oh, okay, never
1: mind. It's owned by 2K. I guess I was wrong.
0: Um, Man, pay attention to the splash screens whenever you're open in the game, man.
1: I guess I just always assumed it was EA because of the amount of DLC they came out with.
0: Man. Well, also think about like 2K Sports. They do the the paid team packs. Yeah, in the that's true. Too, so. And
1: I mean, 2K. Yeah, they've been coming out with the same Madden game for the past fucking 20 years. So, but that That's EA. Wait, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. i don't know i don't know the difference between 2k and ea at this point they're all the same to me
0: uh the uh the 2k games are like uh i think the nba one is 2k oh okay
1: um
0: like but yeah um wow i learned something about you today you don't know your game companies apart from each other
1: Guess not. <laughs> I always, um, I do always get uh, Bethesda and um, Bioware confused. So,
0: which are very different companies at this point. They're the same in my mind. I mean, hey, they both did Dragon Age Inquisition, right? I don't know, did they? <laughs> no, they did not. Oh. <laughs> don't confuse me um, that. I mean, it's so easy to do. <laughs> sure. uh, but uh, going back to Tiny Tina's, I do feel like they've done a really good job of creating these unique classes um there's six different classes you can mix and match um if i do my math right there's 30 combinations um and yeah it's fantastic um i i really enjoy the different ways that you can play you know right now i'm playing as that berserker um using cold damage and just swinging an ax around all the time. And that's feels great. Um, on the flip side being strategic and using the spell shot to cast spells, like every millisecond to do damage was, was rewarding in its own way too. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, if you like borderlands, it's more borderlands for you to like, um, they add in this uh, Dungeons and Dragons feel that you're, you know, kind of running through a quote unquote campaign that Tiny Tina is running. Um, so there's like a, a kind of like a board game overworld type style and then you like go into these um, different missions and things like that to do your actual gameplay. But I mean, yeah, if you like Borderlands, then it's more Borderlands for you and you um, the story like i said is similar to like a dd esque uh, story so if you're into that type of story then yeah it's pretty good
0: yeah and i i will say they tackle a lot of nuance throughout the story which i think is really nice like they uh sort of do these meta in jokes about the genre but also sort of meta commentary on what it's like um to be sort of an outcast uh, it's sort of the the core of that story. Um trying to avoid spoilers since I know you haven't beat the game. Like oh I
1: have. well have you?
0: I I feel like I have. Oh okay. Let me just check the logs really quick. Yeah, the yeah, game yeah, I beat the game. Um yeah it's a great, great game. Um you know what else was great? Was have you seen have you seen The Batman? The Batman. Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty good. So, what are your what are your thoughts before I give mine?
1: Pretty good. Now, oh, you. Oh, you want me elaborate? to elaborate? Uh, yeah, we're okay, we're supposed
0: okay. to use our words here. Okay. Uh... Okay. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. You know, a lot of people. Here's the problem with Batman. Uh, oh starting boy! are gonna strong, get it. Right? Starting off strong. Here's the problem, okay. with Batman.
0: Go ahead, man. Here's we're the we're all listening.
1: With Batman, <laughs> um, the problem with Batman is a couple things. One, the story's been told a hundred times. If you make a Batman movie, you're going to have to do something unique, otherwise, it's going to just wind up another Batman movie. You're not gonna have a Heath Ledger Joker or something like that to make it stand out from the rest of them. I mean, you could try, but it's just not it's just not going to happen, right? I mean, there, there's some things in um, like the Dark Knight series that you are I think people try to one always compare a Batman movie to as the Dark Knight series and two, I think people try to replicate the same success that they had with that, but that's not what you should be doing and that's not what they did in this and that's what I like. So The other problem I have with Batman before I go into things that I like about this movie, because I really did enjoy this movie, was Batman's just a dude. (laughs) And it's very similar to Iron Man from Marvel, right? It's just some dude with a lot of money and he's got some tech. I would argue Iron Man has more and better tech than just like a bulletproof vest basically I mean, is he... all that batman walks around with
0: <laughs> he only has nanotech okay yeah. it's not that yeah. advanced <laughs> yeah
1: so i mean I, I you know iron man in the movies I mean, obviously you know brandon you're a lot more into the comic books uh but 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 iron man in the movies has gotten to the point where he's basically an actual superhero with the level of technology that he has Batman's never at that level in the movies. And I don't know if he ever gets to that level in the comics. I know that he's always got a a plan to take out any of the Justice League members if, if they were to go corrupt, but that's the problem I have with Batman is he's just a dude. Like you can plan and plan, but at the end of the day, if you're going up against Superman, you got to have some really fucking good writing to make Batman beat Superman, you know?
0: Um, (laughs) So they would never do. They would never do that in a movie. Yeah, they would never. They would never.
1: (laughs) But that's that's to my point of why I enjoyed this, The Batman, which is it's very focused on just Batman, no other superheroes. It's just him. And it's it's him fighting just people. You know, it's he's not fighting any super villains or anything like that he's fighting just just people and i really enjoy that because it's it's i feel like whenever you make a superhero movie you are always trying to one up it and be like what's the next you know big thing that we can have a fight and take down and that'll be really cool and stuff like that and that's cool for certain superheroes like superman but for batman that's not that's not what i want to see as well as they, they did a really fun thing in this movie, which was they made it basically a detective movie, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked trying to figure out what was going on alongside Batman and kind of see what he was doing wrong or or what what things that he was overlooking or something like that. And I feel like you could somewhat be rewarded in that you are given information that, that you could somewhat figure out some of this stuff. Um, while other movies are really bad about that where they are like intentionally misdirect you and give you misinformation, and then at the end there's the big reveal and they're you know, they give you all the actual details and stuff. But this one I felt like was a a good detective movie that had Batman in it, is what it felt like to me. And I liked that. That was fun to me.
0: Yeah, and I think I'll build off of that because uh So going into the movie, obviously, like I know this is supposed to be sort of a more noir style, like gritty Batman movie. Right. Um, And I go in the first scene, the first few shots are about um, the Riddler, who is the big bad guy. Oh, spoilers. um, Killing a prominent character in the city. Um, And then immediately after that. You get this Batman monologue. And the monologue, when it first started, I chuckled. Okay. I was like, this is the cheesiest shit I have ever heard in my life. Why are they doing this? And by the end of the monologue, I had done a complete 180. Like, that was a two minute monologue, and he just nailed it. And by the end, I was like, oh shit, Batman's scary. Batman is gonna kill people. Wow. Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, it was good. I mean, monologue was definitely great. I really like that. I don't want to, yeah, spoil too much, but the first, the very first scene where the Riddler kills some guy, I thought that was a great scene. That was really good. Like, you felt the drama, you felt the suspense in the room, you. We're still trying to you know piece together you know why, who who was this guy talking to on the phone? who is this guy? Um, and it, it it was I don't know it was a really good scene. and the passion of him killing him like that that's what I really enjoy seeing too, is that you know a lot of death death things are just so easy to do. You can just shoot him and they're dead yep. or strangle them and they're dead. But this was you know, clearly a emotional thing for the Riddler to do. And it, it was just, I don't know. It was a really good
0: scene. I feel like. I agree. And I think even with that, that shot, you get so much more like a story built through the manner of death. Yeah. Um, which then they do explore throughout the movie sort of, revisiting scenes and um you know batman being the world-class detective that he is um sort of walks you through the crime scene yeah. um another thing that i thought they did so well with this movie is just the portrayal of who batman is yeah um you know we kind of got this in the dark knight series where you know batman is you know he's really batman He's there's no Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne is dead. Um, But they hammered that home so much more in the Batman. Um, He whenever he is Bruce Wayne in the handful of scenes, he's hollow, empty, devoid of life. Um, Unless he has that costume on, there is no one there. Um, And I thought that was such a brilliant like choice by either the director or robert pattinson or or maybe both uh to really portray it in that way um even even the wardrobe that they chose um was was really interesting there's only one scene where batman or excuse me where bruce wayne is in like a suit and tie uh every other scene he's in these like baggy like drab shirts basketball shorts sweats like he's uh very clearly somebody who doesn't care about his appearance and is like he doesn't have the motivation to really even make himself seem presentable you know his hair is disheveled he's got the the eye black from um you know the previous night still smeared across his face in most scenes um he's just a man that's on a mission and the mission is the all that matters.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that about him, you know, being just Batman at this point, because whenever I watched it, I thought it was funny whenever there's a funeral scene and Bruce Wayne thinks of a way to uh, get closer uh, to certain people. Uh, Cause he knows that people are going to be at the funeral. And it's almost like he sees Bruce Wayne as the secret identity. Like, he's like, oh, I can use Bruce Wayne to get into this versus the Batman because he's normally the Batman. And it's, I don't know, I thought it was really funny that he, like, saw that as a secret identity instead of Batman <laughs> being a secret identity.
0: I mean, and he does that same thing with other characters throughout the movie, too. Again, not spoiling anything, but he uses people as almost pawns. Oh Because yeah. he doesn't see anyone as human anymore, I don't think. Yeah. like he's he's so damaged that there is no like switch to turn turn off Batman so to speak.
1: Yeah um, How do go ahead How'd you uh, how'd you like Robert Pattinson as Batman?
0: I thought that he did a fantastic job. yeah um, i I thought every line that he delivered was solid um, and like well delivered. I thought that there were some very emotionally charged scenes that, like, s- sort of let me see the the frailty of the character, which you don't usually get to see as you know a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did a great job.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. And I never went in thinking that he was going to go uh, like be bad at Batman just because. I feel like there's been so many casting decisions that people have laughed at whenever they first hear it and then they see how the actor does and the position and it turns out really well and so i've just kind of learned to not you know prejudge with that and just like well let me just see how they do i guess and we'll see how it turns out and i think robert pattinson's a good example right i think a lot of people were you know kind of joking around with him as the batman and I think he's been pretty well received as it, so.
0: Well, I mean, you know, look at Marvel's casting decisions and, and how they were received. Um, you had... Um, uh, who's the Ant-Man guy? Uh, Paul... Paul Rudd? Yeah, Paul Rudd, um, cast as Ant-Man. People thought that was just a joke of a casting. Turned out really well. Uh, Chris Evans as Captain America. That was instantly dismissed and turned out to be one of the strongest portrayals of one of the characters in, in the the series. Um, my so favorite, think...
1: my favorite is uh, Chris Hemsworth and. Um... Oh, who's uh, who's Loki's character. I can't uh, Tom Hiddleston. Um, Yeah. I still remember an article from when that came out and they were like joking about how these two no names were getting these big roles and uh, then it's you know so iconic i would say especially you know loki like i feel like i can't really see anyone else as loki it's just so ingrained you know
0: yeah it's it's funny you know you you have these casting decisions and i i think that robert pattinson is another example i think uh, along with that ben affleck like you know I remember that. Got a, lot, a of...
1: lot of people yeah making fun of ben affleck as the batman yeah
0: and really the problem with all of the movies that he portrayed Batman in uh, wasn't Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck did a fine job. It was the script he was given. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, the iconic, do you bleed line uh, from Batman v Superman? Um, yeah. It was delivered well. It was just a bad line. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Batman, or excuse me, The Batman, since I have to specify exactly which movie I'm talking about. There are a couple um, of them. Just, just a few, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very uh, unknown character. Um, you know, Before Robert Pattinson was cast, I didn't even know that there was a bat that was a man. Mm. But all that being said, I think... It's a solid movie. I don't know. Out of ten, what would you give it?
1: I don't know. For what it is, the problem I I have problems with out of ten scales, but that can be a whole other podcast.
0: <laughs> um I'd probably give it a nine, to be honest with you. Yeah. I would say yeah, between an eight point five and a nine for me too. Like with You're proving my being... point on the
1: problem with the scale. Why are you giving a half point? On a 10-point scale.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. The .0. The 10.0 oh, okay. was implied. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so does that change your ranking at all? Uh, it does not. It does not, though. Okay. Okay. Good. Because I was really worried for a second.
1: Mm.
0: You know what? I'll give it a, a solid 9.05. You're the worst. <laughs> I really am. Um, so I feel like there was another... Uh, piece of media that came out recently um let me look at the night sky i don't see any moons out there but it is well, night I guess M- there's nothing else then moon no there, there's something there what is that moon oh, you said moon oh damn well you got me there i haven't seen moon uh, i probably will eventually oh man um so if i have to give a recommendation uh, I don't know if I, that's the thing. Is Marvel your recommendation stuff. for me to watch it? I don't, I don't know if it is. Okay. My, my recommendation is for you to watch one episode and decide how you feel. Ah. Um, I heard it's mostly positive. There were some shots in the third and fourth episodes, really not shots, full scenes that made me question why they do the things they do. Um and I don't want to spoil anything because I do think if you enjoy the first episode you'll enjoy the show as a whole. Um but just character motivations fall apart rapidly for some side characters um and really tarnishes the rest of the show.
1: Did you watch any of the Halo show?
0: No, um but I have heard abysmal things although apparently there's a lot of ass showing so interesting
1: (laughs) i'm listening yeah a lot
0: of male ass apparently i'm listening (laughs) okay hey no shade okay (laughs) um but yeah uh from what it sounds like there are some interviews with the, the showrunners and uh producers uh, they they didn't play any of the games like they did no game related research in order to make this show.
1: I mean, I get that you're going for a broader audience than just people who played the game, but I feel like it has to at least somewhat be you know built around it. I mean, look at the Warcraft movie, for example, like they did the somewhat similar thing and they didn't do it too successfully. Cause that movie wasn't too well received, but you know, they had to appeal to a larger audience while also being faithful to the Warcraft lore for, you know, that audience as well. Like, I feel like you have to do both, you know?
0: You know, I, th- I think you should target your, the fans of the product first, like get your core of whatever product you're making, right? Whether it's, you know, movie, comic book, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, get the core demographic. that's going to give a shit and then appeal to the wider audience. Oh. Um, and I, I think I'm going to point to probably the best example of this, uh, the Sonic movie. I mean, Bionic. they, they, fucked up the design so badly and then whenever they changed it to appease the fans it turned out to be a pretty good movie i'm not gonna say it was the best movie ever okay (laughs) give it a 76 out of 100 um
1: i've never played the sonic games but i watched it with uh brie and she had played them before and there were just like a lot of references to the sonic games that me as a casual person didn't notice but you know brought her joy playing the games and that's what that's what i'm talking about right like you have to you can do both right you can make it enjoyable for someone like me who hasn't played any of the games but also someone like her who's played them and you can like throw some some fun stuff in there for them
0: and granted the Sonic movie was a children's movie, so it's kind of hard to like target that one specifically, but right, like a lot of it was like, I-, I love Sonic as a character, they got a lot of his mannerisms correct, um, you know, got his personality correct, um, and then threw in the Easter eggs, like, like his headband that's the greatest thing, yeah, his uh, headband.
1: The name of the city, I think, was like the first level from Sonic or something like that. Um, yep. there was the, there was some theme song or something that was playing that was from the game. I can't remember what, but yeah,
0: yeah. And from what I understand, I haven't seen the second one yet. Um, but from what I understand, the second one does the exact same thing, uh, perfectly. Nice, um, that's good. They from and again from what I've seen, I haven't seen it. Uh, Knuckles is apparently the bomb. Um, so. It's something uh, um, to get excited about, um, and a teaser for Sonic Three is at the end, because of course we can't do anything without a trilogy. Why stop at a trilogy? That's true. Sonic's own movie, Tail's own movie. Heck, let's get an Eggman like mini series. This nice. guy's limit, really. It makes money. It's gonna keep. They're gonna keep making them. Oh, man. Well, I think I'm all out of content uh, that I've been checking out. You uh, you got anything else?
1: Um, no, I think we're good to go on to our last segment that we agreed on beforehand, which was recommending one piece of media.
0: Yeah, which is something that we've done at the end of every episode and I totally didn't forget about. Yeah. Uh, well, so I'll,
1: I'll go first then.
0: Yeah, not because I'm stalling or anything. Yeah. Just because, you know. Stalling.
1: Yeah. Uh, Alright, I will recommend Werewolves Within. It is a movie rated R to, from 2021. It's somewhat of a well, so it's it's based off of the werewolf board game, I guess you'll call it. Tabletop game, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is a uh, murder mystery-esque uh, movie where it's a small town a sheriff moves to it there's been some killings recently and then this small town turns into just like these 10 or 12 people or something like that being locked into a hotel together one of them potentially is a werewolf killing the others it's hard to tell and it's kind of a little mystery to figure out who it is and stuff like that and it's it's uh it's 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 fun it's it's not a cinematic masterpiece but it i <laughs> am a sucker for murder mysteries i thoroughly enjoy trying to work out um what's you know who a killer is or you know what i guess like a lot of movies will add certain details and there will be payoff sometimes at the end for like oh okay they were referencing that because it was this part of the plot but it's not like a huge payoff but i feel like it can be in murder mysteries where like something will be referenced or you'll see something and it can be a lot bigger in helping you figure out before it's revealed who the murderer is and i think that's a a very rewarding experience when watching a movie it makes it a more active experience versus passive but yeah i really enjoyed it it was a good movie um also, I got the murderer right for the record, so no big deal. Get
0: the heck out of no here! There's no way you got that one. No big deal. Okay. Nah, I, I've seen it actually. Uh, Did you? Very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely like campier than yeah than what you would expect going in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great acting, good comedic timing with with the comedy elements and actual true horror on some things. So. Sure it's really good um so i've got a music recommendation um and Is it i can't from believe that i'm this century uh well i mean it's probably from like camelot that's like that was recent right we'll say yes okay cool uh <laughs> just to move the segment along um no it's uh, apes of the state um, so they are a folk punk band. Um, they do basically like typical folk music with like you know acoustic sounds, all that stuff. Um, but with very punk rock themes of like anti establishment, um, like complaining about how the world is, that sort of stuff. Interesting. Um, Yeah, very fun music in a lot of ways, um, because it feels like somebody sat down just on their couch and wrote these songs while playing their, like, guitar. Um, So very much a, almost a local sound. Um, Yeah, very fun band. Definitely recommend checking them out. I'm actually going to go see them live uh, this upcoming weekend, or very much in the past to all of the people listening to this Two years from now shall... um how much yeah how much money you make in advertising this uh well i paid ten dollars to be able to say that i'm going to this show oh, so okay, gotcha. yeah uh, they are a very small band are you going <laughs> um, when they
1: are in indianapolis chicago or evansville
0: Okay, well now you're doxing me, and I don't really appreciate it. So um It'd be I'll anywhere say, in the Midwest. Yeah, I will be I will be going to the city nearest to me. And that should be all you need to know. Um that I think wraps up the recommendations. Um I may put this on social media. I may have to reactivate social media accounts. I don't know if those ever close themselves. Everyone's I don't know how social media waiting was.
1: on the edge of their seats for your new post.
0: You know, I hope so because honestly, I'm afraid nobody's going to see this oh. and we're going to die in obscurity. Okay, so um, please share it if you're still listening. We an would hour and eight
1: it. minutes in. Come on, no one's still listening? Oh, I'm if gonna they totally. Did, they fell asleep. Hopefully not at the <laughs> wheel. I hope you weren't driving while listening. I this. mean.
0: Look, as long as they downloaded it, that uh, that helps our metrics. Oh, I don't think all, it tracks. That's all you
1: care about. Okay, good. Yeah, it doesn't track listen time. Okay, okay? this isn't YouTube. Okay, gotcha. No. That's, my bad. <laughs> that's
0: my bad. All right. I'll talk to you later, Lance. Thank you.